As you travel about the country to new areas you're visiting for the first time, are you surprised by things you didn't know about? New laws, different times you can buy liquor. This week, we cover things that might surprise you when you visit a new region. This is RV Miles. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 229 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, gear, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We are coming to you again from northern Florida, about an hour outside of Tallahassee. Uh, we did a monthly stay at this campground, so we're set down here for just a wee bit longer we've put out all the things and put them back and put them out put them out out. every time it rains uh speaking of things we put out we talked about (laughs) chairs last week and how annoyed we have been with camping chairs and how we bought a new chair that is falling apart already and thank you so much to all of you that have sent in recommendations for camping chairs we're like we got a flood of them so we're going to look through them and i think we might share some uh some of your thoughts on a future podcast but thank you again for sending all that in yeah it's been really cool and i can't wait to actually maybe get a chair that doesn't break within two weeks of ownership (laughs) we are dealing with extremely high pollen counts here right now so i thought it'd be cool to kick off the show with abby's brushing the ants listen the ants again (laughs) again this week i know y'all heard it last week i didn't know it was being kept in The ants are, (laughs) can we just talk about them for a second? Because we almost black tanked them before we move on to allergies. The ants here are incredibly aggressive. They bite. Mm -hmm. They bite, but they come in all different sizes. Like some of them look like double ants. Like I keep thinking this is inappropriate ants. (laughs) But no, it's just a big ant. (laughs) They're just a big ant. Then there's the teeny tiny, it's the tiny, tiny ones that bite Mm -hmm. and hurt. So we had our our broom laying up up against the trailer, just resting up against the trailer the other day. And I walked by it and I noticed a line of ants coming up the broom. And that's how they were getting into our RV. They were marching one by one. (sighs) Hurrah. Anyway, the ants are annoying, but so is the pollen, which made it pique my interest when this article came across uh, my desk, my virtual desk. It's a list of the top 10 cities for people with allergies from the <laughs> Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. So it if- almost <laughs> reads like if you're looking to uh, really ramp up your allergies, <laughs> these are the 10 cities. No, you it's go the to. opposite of that. If these are the best <laughs> allergies to be- these are the best almost- cities to go to if you have allergies. So if you are if you want a vacation somewhere where yes. you won't have to deal with your allergies, this might be something from well, you. I was more speaking to how you 
like well, how I presented this. it. Yeah, like how we walked into this. Like you know, these are the ten cities you so, want to go to for allergies. These are these are uh, ranked from ten to one, and I'm just going through them quick. Uh, no surprise, most of them are in the West, but there are a couple little surprises actually. Fresno, California, is number ten, which actually surprised me because you know there's a tendency for there to be air pollution in big cities in California. And they did mention that, that air pollution can be a problem. But the fact that Fresno is surrounded by mostly farms um, helps it a little bit. And uh, Phoenix is the next. Obviously, desert climate. Um, Provo, Utah. Wait, I'm sorry. Can we start this whole thing over again? Because I literally thought we were about to talk about the 10 cities with the highest allergy. I just explained this. <laughs> I just explained this Wait, to no. you a second time. I Listen, <laughs> if you keep this in. You corrected me and then I explained it again. <laughs> you're going to keep this in. You're going to do this to me. I just know it. This I can feel it. Okay. I'm with you now because I was reading over your shoulder and I could not understand why they were like, come to Fresno. It's lovely. When I thought we were talking about places you no, places to. that you should go to if you have allergies. I, okay, well, bring it on, everybody. Provo, cause... Utah, number eight. <laughs> Denver, Colorado, number seven. Okay. Sacramento, California, number six. Portland, Oregon, number five. Okay. San Jose, California, number four. Will clearly, we be leaving? <laughs> clearly, California. <laughs> like... uh, San Francisco, California, okay. number three. So clearly, yeah, if you are on the West Coast, you have a much better time of allergies. However, number two, Durham, North Carolina. Another reason to love Durham. We love the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area. We really love that area and would potentially live there one day for mm -hmm, sure. For sure. Uh, and there's a lot of fun stuff to do. But it's nice because it's sort of big and metropolitan, but also spread out. Yeah. And I, maybe that's a part of why. But um, Well, it also says that they get nearly 50 inches of rain a year. Yeah. And I will say the nice thing about the storms we had come in last week was that all of us allergy suffers, like just things felt so much better. So much better. Durham is also a... a big medical city as well so if you need treatment for your allergies they say that's a good reason to go there as well and then number one is seattle washington so back oh, on the west coast well, we're again. back on the west coast so yeah. we only really yeah. left the west <laughs> for once one. for north carolina now the worst city for allergies in the country is scranton pennsylvania scranton has far higher than average fall and spring pollen counts and has fewer board-certified immunologists and allergists to help people with their symptoms than most cities. Scranton, what? It even says, so if you suffer from allergies, you're better off getting to know Scranton through the office than actually <laughs> moving there. <laughs> That's cute. So I, I would love to know in the comments uh, if you suffer from allergies and what travel has been like for you with allergies, because I think... That gets into what our conversation today is about is things that you when you start traveling the country for the first time or in earnest, you might be surprised about when you visit an area. And I know for us, things like pollen and and climate in general has been a big thing that we you know, maybe we have misconceptions about about certain areas mm -hmm. and then you kind of get surprised by them when you visit them. Yes, and this will also feed into what my black tank is going to be later in the episode as well. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about things that you might want to consider 
traveling in the country. We'll be right back. As an RVer, you know how important it is to have a quality RV roadside assistance company on your side, like CoachNet. Imagine driving down a major highway and hearing an explosion. Immediate panic sets in as you realize you just had a high-speed blowout. Your nerves are shot, you're stressed, scared, and now stranded. When you have CoachNet, the first thing they ask when calling is, are you in a safe location? Showing a level of care that immediately puts you at ease. They send out a tow truck suited for your RV and tow you to a repair shop where you can catch your breath and finally relax. CoachNet has over 30 years of RV industry expertise, and their mission is to ensure that you enjoy a carefree RVing experience by getting you back on the road to making memories with your family and friends. For more information about CoachNet memberships, visit welcome.coachnet.com slash RVMiles. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. All right, we're back to talk about travel considerations for visiting new parts of the country for the first time. And I think the first and most important the reason it topped our list here is the weather. Obviously, yeah climates are different all across the country and you need to know what to expect when it comes to the weather and you need to watch the weather constantly to sort of learn what's going on in that area so yeah for- i can't stress enough this time of year especially if you're going to be in the south if you're going to be in the midwest um actually it's i mean tornado alley continues to shift year after year it's moving it's basically the whole Midwest and South now, I It think. feels like it. Yeah. I, I just, I cannot stress enough how important it is that you have a reliable way of keeping up on what's happening with the weather around you and that you really don't let a day go by without having some kind of an idea of what's coming in the next 24 to 48 hours because we have had some pretty intense storms come through and a few nights ago we had a storm that was coming in off the gulf it had some cells in it that were tornado producing it looked like it was going to come in in fact a lot of people in the rv miles facebook group were kind of discussing whether or not they should move on that saturday and um, it shifted and it shifted a little south and unfortunately it hit the area of ocala but you know you wouldn't really know those things are going on if you just stepped outside and were hanging out in your campsite because it happened overnight. So, you know, our tornado watch, thunderstorm warning and everything didn't expire until six o'clock in the morning, but all of the activity was happening between like 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. So I didn't sleep much that night. I was kind of waking up about every 45 minutes to an hour to kind of check on what was going on with the radar because you are essentially in um, something that can very easily (laughs) be blown down should a tornado come in. And you also have a campground where, you know, the nearest shelter may not be super close to you. Our nearest shelter at this campground is not close. Uh, It's a, it's a decent. I don't, 
trust any of the buildings in this campground to be well, a shelter. That's a conversation. I mean, I don't trust day. any I of them more than our RV. Like, that's yes, how little you know, I trust actually, any of the here. And I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Like, I'm having a hard time hearing, and we will also talk about that <laughs> in the black tank. But um, we have even discussed, like, in a situation where we are right now at this campground where we don't feel comfortable that any of the buildings here would hold up, we would probably get in the truck and head over to the gas station that -hmm. is about half a mile from here. That's where I would go if there was a seek shelter. Yeah, or, you know, or God forbid it's so last minute you have to get down in a ditch, whatever it might be. Yeah, I don't know that I would trust a lot of these buildings because, you know, again, you want to go to some place that's not only sturdy, but is lacking in windows. Regardless, the point being, you may be from an area where there are no tornadoes and you're traveling to an area where there are and you just need to research the precautions that you need to take yeah. and follow the weather. Um, when we first hit the road, we didn't really know about dust storms and got hit with a couple dust storms in the southwest. Um, things like black ice, fog. Fog is something we rarely ever had to deal with back in the Midwest. There's fog, I... but not like fog where like you can't see. And, and that's something really interesting when you come across it the first time driving. Well, and I think if you have been listening to the podcast or you're going back through our archives and rediscovering some of our older episodes, you know, you're going to experience these things with us because, you know, we talked about them, the dust storm in New Mexico, the fog in California, the fog in the, the storm we got caught in in Colorado last year. I mean, you know, we've been on the road for almost six years and as diligent as we try to be sometimes we can't always be that or sometimes we we trip up as well and so these are just really good reminders for us as us too Mm -hmm. the next one on the list is moving firewood and this is a real important consideration that a lot of people don't know about is that you really need to check what this what the rules are about moving firewood either across state lines or within a state. Sometimes it's between counties. Sometimes it's over a certain number of miles that you're not supposed to move firewood. And, you know, there's these terrible tree diseases that are ravaging the U.S. And they have traced them almost primarily to specifically RVers moving firewood around. It is that important. So really consider not taking firewood uh, with you on a long journey and buying it locally and in some places you legally have to and in some campgrounds you can't even bring it in but that's like something here. important to look at don't move firewood.org is a great place to get all of that information uh, next up is uh, insects plants animals anything like that Snakes. that might be different and dangerous in a new area you, you want to learn a little bit about that stuff don't be afraid mm-hmm. of that stuff because I mean, be afraid of snakes. It's okay. <laughs> well, listen, we've spent a long time in the Southwest. We've spent uh-huh. a lot of winter time in the Southwest. And throughout most of the winter, most of those snakes and scorpions are hibernating. And we've never, I don't think we've ever seen a snake or a scorpion in the Southwest. No, but I know they're there. And they're but they're looking at me and they're waiting <laughs> for a moment when I'm alone. But it's I not just it. it's not just those things. It's poison ivy and yes. and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that might be different in a different area that you travel to. Do you know the one place I'm just off the cuff quizzing you here now on the show. I'm just gonna put you on the spot. Can you think of the one place that I've said in this country I never ever want to go visit? 
There's one place I don't want to oh, go. Oh, yeah, it's the Everglades. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Not going there. <laughs> Not going there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and now you know why. Snakes. All right. Next up is a big one, driving laws. If you've never left your state very much, you might think that the driving laws are pretty much the same across the country. And most of them are, but the fact is there are some squirrely ones that uh, might be important for you to know about. It can be things like lower speed limits for towing. So for instance, California, you're not supposed to go over 55 if you're towing. Um, there are other states that have similar laws or they have lower speed limits for towing and that might apply to you. So that's something important to consider. Some also just have really aggressively high speed limits on two lane highways where you think, why on earth are we all going 80 miles per hour here when there's driveways all along these two lane highways? But I'm not talking about Texas or anything. But <laughs> Or they have laws about um, if you have more than five vehicles behind you, oh, yeah. you need to pull over and let them buy stuff like that poor wanderlust um, we learned that. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that law real quick real fast right turns on red some states they're legal some states they're not sometimes there has to be a sign sometimes you can always turn right on red um sometimes the red arrow this is this one gets me being from yeah. illinois so if there's a red arrow pointing right to me being from illinois that means you cannot turn right at the moment while this light is on yes right however in some states that just means you can turn right when it's safe like at, like like we would typically do in illinois mm -hmm. stop at the red light look and go in some states that just means the same thing that a round red light means it's the same as when there's the flashing green arrow the flashing green arrow always trips me up yeah, why not make it yellow be cautious as you turn left i just think you should keep it a solid flashing green like everybody else <laughs> it's tough confusing all of us it, it is it is confusing but uh yeah that right on red arrow is very mm -hmm. very weird to me uh things like u-turn some states florida <laughs> like you can't get anywhere without doing a u-turn without garmin wanting to, <laughs> we've talked about this without garmin wanting us to u-turn well and there's some with... there are lots of towns that are just designed for you to u-turn in in florida yes. and then there are some states where u-turning you only u-turn whether it specifically says u-turn is okay um, this isn't part of the list but can i just throw this out here really mm -hmm. quick because we're talking about things like u-turn does it seem like there's been a a surge of roundabouts oh yeah lately They're like, that's 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 legit it's it's it that legitimately has happened yes that a lot more roundabouts have put in and roundabouts are great are uh, if the people that use them know how to use them Ugh. and americans will get better at that but also the I people wanna... that install them need to know how to install them because sometimes they don't make any darn sense why okay so two lane roundabouts and look i don't want to come at you again the villages but <laughs> i have to because when we were there the last time so it's a two lane roundabout and it's all direct we almost got hit three different times because someone in the outer lane of the two lane roundabout is supposed to go straight. They cannot go to the left because they are in the outer. And I tell you, those people were like, I do what I want. And we almost got sideswiped. We almost sideswiped someone else because they just decided they were going to be in that outer lane and take that left in the roundabout mm -hmm. and, and didn't matter who we were. There's one, uh, 
in between Camp Verde and Cottonwood, Arizona, that drives me insane. Yes. So that that route, it's a it's a state route with not very much traffic, and there are like fourteen roundabouts in between those two towns. It's insane. Yeah. And I almost hit you in the face. <laughs> no, you uh, and just one of them, just one of those roundabouts has a right turn oh yeah into the gas station into the gas station just before the roundabout begins so you're staying to the right as if you're going into the roundabout as you do on the first five of them and you get in that one and then all of a sudden you're forced to turn right gotta get gas if there's gonna be a roundabout there shouldn't be additional turns it should just be a roundabout also there are some (laughs) on that route where there's a roundabout but both of the opposite sides that road Mm -hmm. is not even built yet so it's around. I, you have to go around a roundabout to go where there's no turns. Boy, I did not know what I was opening up here with you on. Well, we could do a whole we episode could. on roundabouts. Other things, speed uh, and red light cameras might not be something that you're used to in your area. Obviously, we should you know stay below the speed limit and not run red lights. But those are important things. To, and actually, the right on red is where a lot of the red light cameras get a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, using a phone, um, obviously you shouldn't use a phone while you're driving, but some states it's even illegal to be like holding it and you're with your GPS or whatever. So hands-free, um, is, is often a rule in lots of states. Um, some states you can't have anything on the dashboard at all or hanging from your rear view mirror. So that, that tag from the campground that they want you to have on your uh, rear view mirror. So my quintessential Midwest Yankee candle. Your, your Yankee candle air freshener. You don't want to take that down. Got to take that down. Don't want to take that down. Bummer. Um, couple states, Oregon and New Jersey. You can't pump your own gas. Nope. They got to pump it for you. And that can cause a problem actually beyond that where sometimes it's hard to get fuel in those states after a certain time. So that like causes no late in the evening or overnight, you you might have an issue getting fuel because stations aren't staffing all day long in some areas. I got zero issue with it. <laughs> um, things like tolls can be paid differently Ugh. in different states. Your toll pass, you want to know what states your, your electronic mm. toll pass works in, which states do pay by plate, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Firearms, if you carry a firearm, definitely look up all the laws about firearms and transporting those across state lines because that can get you in a heap of trouble. Um, simple things like where where to get groceries and supplies. You know, if you go to uh, you go to Montana, for instance, you know, big national park vacation up mm-hmm. to Wyoming and Montana, and uh, you want to go to a store to get some supplies, you might be surprised to find out that there are only like six Walmarts in the entire state of Montana. Yeah, but there's like sixty Dollar Trees. Sure, just <laughs> in a ten block. <laughs> well, Dollar Trees are everywhere. We could establish <laughs> that right now. Uh, lots of places, though. It might be an hour to get to a major yes. grocery store of some sort. So you want to know what what the area like that you're going to be traveling well, is. That's what it's been here. Mm-hmm. So we that we yeah have in been, Florida. Yeah. I mean, an hour to get to a real grocery store. There's a there's actually a Winn Dixie nearby, but it had a fire. So. Yeah, it caught on fire. So <sighs> things there. happen. Um, things like uh, alcohol availability. Some states you can't get alcohol on Sundays. Some states it's after a certain time. Some states the grocery stores only sell beer and wine and if you want liquor you got to go to a liquor store I, some states all of it's in a liquor store okay you know how the roundabouts get you <laughs> i'm gonna i could having to go to a, a liquor store when the grocery store only has beer and wine just i can't oh i, d- I despise going to a liquor store i i much prefer getting it from a grocery store 
it's just the most useless step. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, and then tax rates, tax rates can be different in different states. That might be something you want to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like, are you going to get fuel before you cross a state line? Are you going to do a big grocery shop before you cross a state line? It could be a difference of like 30 bucks, right? Um, So it's, it's something to really consider. And there's a great place where you can find the tax rates and some of the driving laws and, and other stuff. There's an app called state lines that we've had for years. It's actually the folks at Technomadia and the mobile internet resource center chris and sheree they it's their app and uh and we've had it for years and it's actually kind of fun we've talked about this on the podcast in the past but when there's like no internet service we like sometimes we'll just scroll through it and be like oh check out the laws in this state (laughs) by we 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 he means (laughs) this was years ago we sat down and we we were we were so bored we just sort of scrolled through the different rules in different states i mean because this is the same as last night when i asked you (laughs) what game you jay you want to tell everybody what game you were playing on your phone last night oh i was playing this awesome game (laughs) it's actually a terrible game but it's an awesome game uh there's this game called freeway i think it's called freeways that's really probably better off on like an ipad or a computer screen, but I was playing it on my iPhone. Yes. And basically you create highway interchanges. So they give you like traffic coming from two, three, four, five directions. And you have to draw what the interchange looks like. And then you, once you've drawn it, once you've connected everybody going every single different direction, Mm -hmm. and it tells you which direction, like the heaviest traffic will be from, et cetera. Then you click a button that, um, that speeds the traffic up and and gives you an efficiency rating of how efficient the interchange you built is. We were laying in bed and I said, it's "Hey, it's really the most Jason thing ever." Yes, uh, but because <laughs> I was like, "What? Hey, what are you? What are you doing, babe?" And he's like, "Drawing interchanges." Drawing interchanges, and I was like, uh, "What?" He said, yeah, "I'm drawing interchanges." But it's a really like. And I said, a, "Okay, you it, clearly are needing some checkout time." It's it's on. actually really difficult to play on a phone because it's like you have to draw with your finger. And there's no undo button. And it's really, it's like playing Oregon Trail. It's like old, old school. It's very charming. Meanwhile, I'm over there, two dots, trying to like. Yeah, you haven't got to the point in two dots where. Where I'm beating you yet? No, not yet. Yeah, because when you get to that point, you'll be like, I hate this game. I'm never playing it again. No, because if you stop. I got to in two dots and I was like, no, this is it. I'm not paying you for your boost two dots. If you got to level 105 on two dots. I won't stop till I get to level 106 and then I'll stop playing two dots. And you know that to be true. Uh, That's it for this conversation. But if you have any uh, additional things to add that might be regionally different in different areas, you know, different regions are awesome. And that's why we're exploring, right? Mm -hmm. Finding different foods and, and all that sort of stuff. But if you have some little proclivities about your area, we would love to know them. Leave them in the comments on the YouTube video or on the where on the Facebook post where we post this episode. Wherever you see Instagram. this episode posted, you can comment on it there. Facebook group. We're going to take a break and we'll come back, check to level our tanks. TikTok. We'll be right back. If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. As we get ready for the camping season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. 
RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solo stove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season kicks into full gear and get your solo stove today. rvmiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. Put your phone down. You, like you literally have your phone on the table to check so that people see it like... <laughs> Check my phone. I got no apologies. Check my phone. I got kids. I got life. Got no apologies. Everybody else does it. You don't. Everybody does it. It is time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, So my black tank, to just kind of go back to allergies and then the comment I made about feeling like I was cutting you off this whole episode is on Tuesday, I had to drive. And you know what? This I actually wanted to mention in the list we were talking about is that I do think it's a really good idea to know where the closest uh, minute clinic or urgent care or hospital is, especially when you find yourself in a remote location. As we were, I had to drive an hour Tuesday to Tallahassee to go to a CVS minute clinic uh, because I had some crazy stuff going on with my ears. I wasn't feeling good. And I ended up being diagnosed with an ear infection. I've never had an ear infection before. um, And I was put on a couple of different antibiotics. But the reason I'm black tanking it is I... Boy, it never really occurred to me that an ear infection could make you feel as awful as it makes you feel as sort of, I mean, I expected it to make me feel kind of, you know, off balance a little bit. It's messing with all my equilibrium. I get all that. But just the general feeling of like cruddiness. And the medication's not helping in that either. No, the medication's not helping either because it's not only an ear infection like, you know, fluid and everything behind the eardrum, but then the ear canal itself was infected and swollen. It's helping. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. making you feel nauseous. Yeah, absolutely. It's helping. I'm not going to not take it. Like, you know, the nausea outweighs, you know, or I would rather have that than what the ear infection. But um, that is why I feel like, and you might notice if you're watching that I've taken one of these headsets off my ear because this is my good one, my right one. And I feel like I cannot hear Jason today on this show. So, you know, apologies if I've been cutting him off a little bit more than I normally do. Cause I know how that sets some of you on fire. Um, <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in there. Uh, so yeah, uh, for anyone and for children who have these chronic ear infections and stuff, those poor babies, this has uh, been tough. Yeah. So there we go. What's in your fresh tank? My fresh tank goes to the Ninja toaster oven. I think it's actually called like the Ninja Flip yeah, toaster Yeah, it's actually oven. like the ST103 or something well, silly yeah, like that. But like have... it's the one that flips up. Yes. And it was, we just got it about last week. It's uh, much bigger and uh, heavier than I anticipated. If you uh, head over to the Our Wandering Family on Facebook, you can watch the reel that I put up about Jason uh, unpacking it for us and the realization of just how big it was. It, we, we had it inside and it took up quite a bit of counter space, <laughs> even yes. though it flips up and stands vertical when you're done with it. Yes. So we made the decision to completely overhaul our outdoor kitchen, which was a great decision anyway, yes. yeah. because we weren't using the outdoor refrigerator. We actually have more fridge space in this RV than we've ever had in in any of our apartments. Uh-huh. So we really didn't need that outdoor fridge and we would have rather had that for storage and stuff anyway. So we've kind of overhauled our outdoor kitchen and we've put this big 
toaster oven out there and now we're actually using the burners for the first time yeah. we've never been using the burners before and i'm actually cooking outside quite a bit yeah and i wish you know we originally were hoping to film this episode for those on youtube facing all of that but you know we're always dealing with sort of light in the sun so i will try actually maybe to make a little yeah. little reel you know, of what we've done probably like should have done one as i was doing it you know we always think about the things we should have done after we've done them that's just how we operate so those are my black and fresh tanks for this week jason what is in your black tank my black tank is um is a recall of rv antifreeze um, you mean which, antifreeze yes i just enunciated it antifreeze <laughs> anti-freeze Anti. antifreeze Yes, please continue with this so, very important piece of news. This is Prestone. Uh, Prestone is the company that makes it, but the, the line was actually called Shop Pro RV and Marine Antifreeze. It was only sold at uh, AutoZones. Okay. But what it looks like happened was Prestone filled these bottles that are labeled RV and Marine Antifreeze with windshield washer fluid, <gasps> uh, which contains contain methanol, Yes, which is, you know, obviously in very small quantities, very poisonous to humans and pets and wildlife and all that. Oh my you, goodness. You definitely don't want to have that in your freshwater systems. Now, thankfully they only sold like uh, around 325 bottles of this and it's really easy to identify because it's blue. RV antifreeze should always be pink, uh, but it was blue. So if you happen to have bought antifreeze from AutoZone and it is blue, or you just bought a new RV and you're dewinterizing it. If the antifreeze comes out blue, you need to go through some extra steps to uh, really clear out that system. And uh, essentially, Preston wants you to contact them so that they can give you a refund and walk you through it. I mean, the only you know silver lining here is that clearly no one's shopping at AutoZone. Only 325 <laughs> bottles were sold. <laughs> like, I mean, they were only sold in a certain month. I mean, but how do you oh, screw that up? Uh, I mean, come on. It's a I different just, color. Jason, if <sighs> I had the answer to that, I'd have the answer to so and, many other well, things Well, here's in this the other world. thing. Here's the other thing. These were sold in October. Mm -hmm. They're blue. It's clearly a mistake. How are we only finding out about it now? <gasps> Five months later? Maybe because someone dewinterized. Probably. And was like, hold yeah. the phone yeah. and called AutoZone. Yeah. Up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy moly. There you go. There you go. All right. What's in your fresh tank? Uh, my fresh tank is another uh, <laughs> kitchen item. So we're, we are radically changing our diets yes. at the moment. Yes. Um, we're trying to be a lot healthier. And we're addressing some health issues yes. for me that require a pretty um, drastic altering of the things that I eat. So no gluten, no dairy. Um. And we're just eating healthier in general. Yeah. So one of the things that we bought to assist in that process is something that we have wanted for a long time is a new blender. However, we didn't just go out and get any old blender. We got a Blendtec blender. And by we, uh, we mean... Abby ordered... Me. I'm, I'm shocked she ordered such a fancy, fancy blender. Well... Because this is would be what I... Because I, have for years, have been watching the uh, Blendtex Hold up, YouTube hold up, channel. hold up. Before you tell this story, let me tell you how this comes about, of this piece of information he's about to share. So I do all of this uh, research and reading because I have a couple of 
books I'm following, one of them is someone I really like. Her name is Danielle Walker, Against All Grain. Go check out her website. I love her. And so I was reading one of her cookbooks and she's talking about getting a blend tech and that it's kind of expensive. So I looked it up and I about passed out when I saw how expensive it was. But then I started doing a lot of reading and I started looking at, you know, everyone talks a lot about getting a Vitamix, which is even more expensive. So then I started comparing the two and all of this. And I made the decision one day I was sitting out here. I closed my eyes and I hit order. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just doing it. And so later that day, I said I ordered the blender um, you know, it's going to be here in a few days. And I said, um, I got a blend tech and it's like Jason's whole face just lit up. And he was like, did you say you bought a blend tech? And I said, yeah, I bought a blend tech. I did some research, seemed like a good blender. And he just was like, I have to show you this YouTube channel. You have to come watch this. And I'm so, like, what are you talking about? I, so I've, now go on. I've been watching their YouTube channel for years because they have a YouTube channel where they put ridiculous things in a Blendtec blender and say, and the, the, the series is called Will It Blend? Yeah. So they'll like put like the wooden end of a yard rake in there and use it like it's a, a wood chipper and uh, a pile of cell phones and they just grind into dust. So I was very excited. And we, so we have used the heck out of that thing already. Awesome. We've only had it for like a week and we are just making smoothie after smoothie. I'm eating all kinds of vegetables. I'm, I'm a real picky eater, Oh, but I've been eating, <laughs> I've been eating salads y'all. I've been, <laughs> been having smoothies with, with spinach and carrots and, in them. Uh, chia seeds and all kinds of things. And what I think is, uh, what I find so charming about Jason and I've always found so charming about Jason and he's revealed two of them today on the show is that uh, the man watches things like can I stick cell phones into this blender and will they blend and then at night when he needs to unwind he builds interchanges for highways <laughs> <laughs> I watch British television he makes interchanges for highways <laughs> there you have it that seems like a good place to end it, doesn't it? oh that's it for this week's episode of <laughs> yes. the Arf miles podcast at any second now this ant which i have been watching oh just go, it wants to crawl across the lens yes, it wants to so bad it's gonna show up any second so i'm gonna thwart it no gonna it's gonna go up, it's gonna go the no, other direction no, wrap up this show now that you've said can. something no i'm gonna wrap it up so anyway thank you so much for watching today thank you to all of those who have gone over to apple podcast and left a review we're at 1100 reviews thank you all so much for continuing to go over there or on whatever platform you're listening to rv miles on be that amazon or spotify or google or podbean or stitcher or wherever thank you so much for sharing us across your social media and of course it's camping season and we will link to the blend tag and the ninja toaster oven in the show notes at rvmiles.com 227 so that you can go over to Amazon, check them out yourself, and take RV Miles shopping with you. Amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. I think that's it. You're not going to win this time, Mr. Ant. Stay healthy, stay well, keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.